Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. So, yeah, good to be standing here again to have the honor and the privilege of sharing what I have in my heart for you today, and I trust it's going to be a blessing. Um, yeah, just thinking about Stephen Jane this morning, and uh, wherever they are, we just speak blessing and favor over them. Uh, we trust that they're having a great time just getting all the input they need to come back and be a blessing. Uh, once again, filled with all the things that God is doing in the Philippines, and to come back and, um, and share it with us. This morning I have a word, um, it's called Times and Seasons in God. Oh gee, it's sparkling and it's flavored. Wow, that sounds... hope I got the right drink. I think this is something different uh, in terms of what we normally preach on a Sunday and share. Um... The first question is, are you in a winter season right now? Uh, if you are, then you need to be still and know that He is God. This may sound like a strange question, uh, because most of us are largely unaware of the spiritual times and seasons in our lives. All our lives are profoundly affected in some way, whether great or small, by the four physical seasons which God has set in place. If we could give a preference, most of us would choose to rather remain in one season permanently. And we'd probably choose spring or summer, uh, as they're the easiest to cope with, the most pleasant, most comfortable, and most temperate seasons. It also works the same spiritually. We always want to stay where it's most comfortable, huh? <laughs> um, irrespective of what God is doing in our lives, um, we've decided that we want to stay in summer, or we want to stay in spring, because that's where I like it. Even though God, in God, we might actually be in a winter season. And I'm going to explain and do a few analogies about how to compare the seasons, so you can get an idea, maybe, of what in Europe. Um, and just as there are continuous changes in the physical seasons around us, there's also a continuous change in our spiritual season as well. And by the way, blessed to have my daughter Gabby here today and Justin. Bless you guys, I love you. Yeah, so, so just as the continuous physical changes in the season, there are also continuous changes in our spiritual season. When we take time to carefully observe and dwell on the overwhelming number of similarities and parallels between the physical and spiritual seasons, it's so incredibly enlightening that we can't help but know that God has given this to us in a clear, visible, technicolor comparison in the natural so that we are unable to translate these into invisible but profoundly real spiritual context in our own lives. 
we look at the physical seasons, they are so real and so comparable with the spiritual seasons. We're well aware that in certain countries, if you go running around outside in t-shirts and shorts long enough in the height of winter when the snow is 1.8 meters high, that will probably kill you. It's, it's the same spiritually. It can kill your calling. It can kill our ministry, our business, our faith. It can do the same to the people that we lead in. It can shipwreck our faith. If we want to lead ourselves and others well, we need to be able to interpret the sign of the time so that we can prepare for the seasons in our own lives and also for those that we are leading. Just a few scriptures pertaining to times and seasons. Matthew 16, verse 1 to 3, Jesus said, You can interpret the weather, yet you cannot interpret the signs of the times. 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, Be prepared in season and out of season. If you don't know what season we're in, how can we prepare? Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 to 8, There's a proper time and a season for everything. John 2 verse 4, Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. John 17 verse 1, Father, the time has now come. So you see, times and seasons are really very critical. We call to leadership, all of us, in one form or another, uh, as, as parents, as, uh, in our business, on the sports field, uh, wherever it might be. Um, we might not be conscious of it, but God is continuously moving us and our people to different seasons at different times for various reasons according to His plan and purposes. Are you guys okay so far? You good? It's really important that we know what season we're in right now and the next season that God is taking us into so that we can work together with God uh, in the season that we're in to prepare well for the next season. We need to know what season we're in. We need to know what is God doing in me. What does God want to do? And then we need to dovetail in with God and work with Him to the best of our ability so that uh, we can be prepared for the next season that He wants to take us into. Everything has a season. Nations, cities, governments, churches, and of course, individuals. Uh, nations, we have the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, uh, of the Persian Empire. We won't talk about the rise and fall of the British Empire, because Trevor might not like it. Um, sorry, Trevor. Um, but everything, absolutely everything, has its season. Later on, we're going to talk about how in church, and what season are we in as a church. What is the next season that God is taking us into? And how do we precipitate it? How do we take that step into the next season that God has for us as a church? So I'm going to give you a few analogies now. Okay? I'm going to do a winter, a spring, a summer, and an autumn a spiritual season. So you get a picture of what they look like. Okay, so firstly, a winter season. Winter, a time when God deals with issues, Excess baggage, 
character defects, a time of transformation, uh, of preparation, of pruning. God prepares us for the things that He's called or commissioned us to. It's not a time to be running around. Uh, It's not a time to be exploring our boundaries. The place to be is at home, in the lounge, uh, in the sofa, around a nice, warm, rock fire. Um, This is a confined but safe place. It looks like it looks like nothing at all is happening. It seems like we're sowing and sowing, but we don't see any fruit or harvest. Just tears and more tears. We become impatient, frustrated, sad, a bit of self-pity comes into the whole thing. We want to deliver ourselves. We don't like winter. We, we propel ourselves back into summer. But God wants us to find His amazing grace and strength until He brings us through that winter season in due course. We clearly hear Him say, My child, just be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46, verse 10. And when we look back on this difficult season, we are really astounded at the huge growth in every area of our lives. Um, we can also clearly see God's amazing love and faithfulness. And a winter season is a huge, huge growth. It's the biggest growth season of our lives. It's the most difficult. It's the hardest, the most challenging. But certainly the season where we have so much spiritual growth. Okay, spring. In the spring, at the time when kings got out to war, Joab led out the armed forces. 1 Chronicles 20, verse 1. So it's new beginnings. God releases us into new things that He's called us into. Uh, and He's confident that we are now fully prepared, we're fully equipped uh, to take on the enemy. Fighting God, fighting together with God, breaking new territory, pioneering, a time of war. We will face opposition, but God is with us. And we will know that we have the victory. Be brave and courageous. We are renowned warriors because He is with us. In Joshua 3, we see this, that this is an exciting and challenging season. God separates us from the past so that we can move into the future. We are free to move forward with Him. There is no going back across uh, the Jordan back to Egypt. And we remember when the Jews came across out of uh, the desert across the Jordan, into the promised land. What happened? The manna stopped. And they had to forage now for food. And we find that the things that worked in the old season, they don't work anymore in the new season. It's a completely different season. So that's great. Summer. Uh, the operative scripture here is Psalm 16, verse 5 and 6. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. So summer is like explore your boundaries and the new territory that you've won in God. Bask in the sun's light and make hay while the sun shines. It's harvest time and the orchards are laden with fruit. Take your pick. This is 
a broad and a spacious place. There's love, abundance, and success in everything that you put your hand to. Things just seem to fall into place. Everything seems to happen just the way that it should. Unlike in winter season where nothing goes wrong. Everything just seems to be working against us. It's a very pleasant place to stay. And most of us don't want to move on from summer. However, the season of abundance and fruitfulness is generally the season with the least spiritual growth. It's pleasant, it's amazing, it's comfortable, it's all of those things. But it's a season with the least, the very least spiritual growth. Nothing challenging us really, everything happening the way that it should. It's really lacquer. And then we have autumn. Um, the operative scriptures here are probably Psalm 23, verse 1 to 3. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. Um, he leads me to green pastures. Uh, besides quiet waters, he restores my soul. And so autumn is almost like a season of completion, of closure, and refreshing. Maybe the end of a pilgrimage, we've come to a difficult dry place, to a place of springs and pools. God wants us to rest and be refreshed. It's a season of refreshing. He restores our soul. We find it easy to connect and encounter His presence. He whispers to us about new things. He recommissions us and gives us a glimpse of what's in store for us in the next season. So it's a season of, of really unspunning, of, of just almost like a recuperating, you know, of almost like the pause button. And, and then um, we find Jesus comes and all the hurts and the pain and the wounds and stuff of the hard season. He comes and he restores and refreshes our soul and, and heals those wounds and and we find almost like the rivers of life just washing over us at times, just washing all that away. And uh, at the same time, we can hear Him so clearly. Um, it's easy to connect, and He whispers and reveals new things to us to excite us once again, to challenge us once again, to envision us once again, because we've come through a difficult place. And so um, we need that. We really need that. And so the next question is, what season are you... The first question is, what season are you in? The next question is, what season are you going into? Am I doing right so far? Okay. The question is not easy to pick down, as special seasons can, but do not necessarily follow one another. We can go from winter into spring and back to winter again. We can also shorten or lengthen our seasons, uh, our new seasons in God. Uh, the answer to this question lies largely in how well we've worked with God in this present season to prepare well for the next season. End the present season well. The way that we end this season is important as it's the seed for the new season that God is taking us into. 
Let me say that again. It's really important that we end whatever season we're ending, end it well. Because the way we end that season is the seed for the new season that God wants to take us into. Some things, I'm just going to give you a few handles that will help us to prepare for the next season that God's taking us into. The first thing is, be prepared in season and out of season. 2 Timothy 4 verse 2. I don't think that things just happen haphazardly. God is always intentional and purposeful in absolutely everything that He does. Our success, our fruitfulness, and release are directly related to our preparation. The suddenness of God happen because we work with God to prepare and equip and position ourselves to be released into the next season. When we're out of season, we're preparing for the next season so that we can bear good fruit. A good tree will be known by its fruit, but it doesn't bear fruit all the year round. It has a season. We need to know what our seasons are. We prepare through commitment, availability, obedience, accountability, pruning, fertilizing. When I say pruning, I'm talking about XX baggage. Gotta go. Fertilizing. Prayer and intimacy with God. Watering. Word and spirit led. And availability and obedience are so critically important because God could prepare us so well. We could be so well equipped. But if we're not available, if we're not obedient, um, then what's the point? God's not going to come and grab us by the arm and twist our arm and break our arm and say, okay, what's wrong with you now? You, you, I've prepared you, you're ready. Why, why are you not available? If you're not available, God can't actually release you into the next season because it actually you don't want to go into the next season. You don't want to be part of what God's doing in the next season. It's almost like a reticence and an apathy um, not to uh, actually take the responsibility of now saying God because the way it works is that when we're ready and positioning ourselves is all about saying God here am I, send me. It's all about God, I'm available now. I'm ready and I'm available. And I'm, I'm going to be obedient to what you have for me. I, I trust you. I'm here and I want to walk into I'm excited and passionate to walk into the next thing that you have for me. If there's no availability, we're not going anywhere. Amen. The next scripture here is, my times are in your hands. Psalm 31 verse 5. We trust and submit to our loving dad by accepting and working with him in the season that we're in right now. Even if it's a hard place, we know that he's with us. If we're patient and persevere, then he will bring us through victoriously in due course. However, if we decide to take things into our own hands, an attempt to propel ourselves into summer because we don't like the winter season, we'll simply end up prolonging a difficult season in a place that's devoid of God's empowering grace. 
And if we look at Jesus, he submitted to God, allowing himself to be led into the desert to be tested by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't fun, but he was available. He said, Father God, I'm available. Whatever you need to do in me, I'm here, I'm available. I'm wanting to obey you. And it wasn't fun, but he would never have emerged out of the desert in the power of the Holy Spirit if he refused to work with his dad to overcome the, the, the enemy in the desert. And we can see that in Luke 4, verse 1 to 13. The next one is, the wise heart will know the proper time. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 5. When we hear God speak to us about the future, it doesn't mean that He's releasing us into that immediately. Um, generally, it means that He wants us to get excited and passionate about our future, to, do, to begin to work with Him, to prepare and equip ourselves for what He has in store for us. I personally had a number of really, really bad experiences in um, precipitating seasons. If a tree buds too early, the wind comes and blows the buds off, and then there's no fruit. As a loving Father, God will not release us into a new season until we've dealt with those things that will cause us to fail as he's totally committed to our success. How committed are we to our future? Are we able to acknowledge the things in our lives that are hindering us? Are we prepared to bring them before our loving dad so that he can help us to deal with them, put those things to bed? How will our heart know the proper time? God tests us so that we might stand and we will know when we are passing the test that He sends our way. We'll experience the peace and the knowing in our heart. If we are unsure, then we simply ask God, and He will give us confirmation as to whether we are passing those tests. So, those are just a few handles there. So prepare for the future. We cannot say tomorrow is going to be the same as today because it won't. But that doesn't bother us as we are futuristic rather than historical people. We'd rather hear what God has for our amazing future than to be held back by mistakes that we've made in the past. Because our future is far more glorious than our past will ever be. So, So let's let go of the past. Um, let go of regrets. Things that want to hold us back from moving ahead. We just cut them in Jesus' name. We won't be held by emotional stuff. Because we have to move into the future with God. We can't do anything about mistakes and silly things that we did in the past. But God has taken all that anyway and He's working it to our good. We don't have to worry about our past. And the biggest thing is not allow our past in any way to hold us back from, from the future. 
And I'd say, no, right now, if anyone has any regrets, any emotional ties to the past, I want you to cut that now in the name of Jesus. Just, just let it go. You cannot do anything about it. God's got it all under control. We're a pathetic people. We're able to understand and interpret the times and seasons in our lives. Working with God to prepare and become the future. We're also able to speak into the lives of people that we're leading. We tell them what we see God doing in their lives. We help them prepare and equip them for where God is taking them. We, we speak God's destiny over them. We look at them and we tell them not what our opinion is about them, but we speak the purposes of God over them. What is God saying for the people that we are leading, whether they be in the church, our children, at work, whatever. Uh, we speak God's purposes over people. God is always intentional and purposeful. He has amazing plans for us, which He wants to bring to fruition. That's why He constantly is working behind the scenes of our lives. Right now, God is arranging, preparing, and orchestrating our lives for maximum success in the now. Right now, right now, God is working to prepare us so that we get the maximum success in whatever we're putting our hands to and assuring us of an amazing, fruitful, and glorious future inheritance with Him. So, it all begins with us. What season are we in right now? What is the next season that God wants to take us into? And how can we work together with Him to prepare and become the future? Are we available? Are we obedient? We can be prepared and equipped, but if we're not available or obedient, we're not positioning ourselves, and there won't be any release into the next season. I just want to put a, a bit of a pause button uh, on this now, and just talk a bit about how it should. Because uh, this is one of the reasons why I thought God wanted me to, to preach this word. Um, because I believe Highway Church is really on the brink of a new, another new amazing season that God wants to take us into. But it all depends on us as the member of, members of this church. So now that we understand a lot more about spiritual seasons, let's, uh, let's just look at Highway and what season we come from and what season we're going into. So, I believe up to, and David Lewis and, and other people could probably uh, also add to this, but I believe that up to 2008, 2009, it was very much a summer season. You know, everything was kind of going right, and, and uh, we were exploring our boundaries and having a wonderful time. Then Stephen Jan decided to go to Hong Kong to Rob's uh, first conference up uh, the Grace Conference, and I don't know, most of you will know that um, they were seriously impacted. Their lives were completely turned upside down at that conference. C. 
she was sending me that all the way back from Hong Kong. You just wept and wept and wept. Just because God had revealed the, 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 the meaning of grace. What grace really means. And so when they came back, the whole church was turned upside down to this revelation, to their revelation of the grace gospel. Um, and immediately then we went into a winter season. Because God speaks to us, He reveals stuff to us, and then He begins preparing and equipping us for what He's shown us to take us from there into the next year. And so from 2009, I believe, um, that has been really where we are um, in a winter season. Lots of pruning. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, so from that time, how we went into a winter season, much pruning in every aspect of the church. In, in individual life, God be, began equipping and preparing us for a new season, a season where we would bear much fruit that were lost. The disciple training last year was an escalation of, of that preparing and equipping. I believe that we are now on the verge of God's suddenly. And that it's up to us to put our hands up, to step forward and to step up and to step into the new things that God has for us. Because I believe God is now taking us into the spring season. He reveals and whispers new things. Then he prepares and equips. Then he suddenly releases us into the new things that he's prepared for us at the right time. And I really believe this is a right time for Howard. I really believe it. I firmly believe it's a right time for Howard to be released into a new spring season. We've been fully prepared, fully equipped, and God is ready to release us. But this church can't go anywhere, anywhere without us because we are the church. No amount of teaching, no amount of discipling can move us forward into this new season as a church if the members are not available, not obedient, not passionate, and uh, not prepared to step up to the plate then God can't move us into this new season as a church. So I believe God is calling us to come forward, to step up uh, into, into this new season. And maybe Dave, could you guys come up and worship team in there? I just really, I want to tell you the picture that I had, okay? And I had a picture of people eagerly stepping forward, a long line. Uh, over here in front of the worship tree. And they were worshipping God. And in their heart, they were crying out, I'm here, Lord. I'm available. <laughs> I'm obedient. Send me wherever you want to send me. I want to do whatever you want to do in my life, in the life of my church. And then the Holy Spirit came and did whatever everything needed to do in people's lives. We recommissioned people, uh, gave people fresh vision, and uh, a spirit of boldness and courage came upon them. I also saw multicolored mantles, just like boiled mantles, 
and they were floating down and just falling on people's shoulders. Um, and I felt God saying that um, they were draping around people's shoulders, that they were new diverse mantles of authority and power to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So friends, I'm going to ask you uh, to do a funny but I feel a really important um, symbolic step. I want to ask you, if you're available, won't you step up here in front here? If you're available for God to do stuff in your life, in the life of Highway Church, if you are open and obedient and willing, won't you just come up over here? And it's not about people going to be praying for you. It's about, this is just between you and the Lord. And all you're saying to God is, God, here am I. I'm here. Do whatever you need to do in my life. I'm available to take this church into this new season. And the Holy Spirit is going to come and recommission and do whatever. Spirit of boldness, spirit of courage, fresh mantle of power and authority. Of power and authority. To the ministry of the Holy Spirit.